Welcome to yet another episode of An Artifactual Journey. I'm your host, Philip J. Merrill, and today we're talking to Darlene Colon, the president of the Christiana Historical Society. Welcome aboard. Thank you, Phil. Um, we're so happy to have you here. Better yet, we're happy to be here. Could you tell us a little bit about where we are, why we're doing this episode, and who you are? <laughs> Okay. Well, we are in Christiana, Pennsylvania, which is a very small town in the southeastern part of Lancaster County. And we're here because of a very special event that happened in September 11th in the year of 1851. Uh, That was the year a slave owner came to Christiana to retrieve what he deemed to be his property and met with uh, resistance. What type of resistance? Well, it was a planned resistance. He met up with some gentlemen who, as he demanded his property, said, uh, Sir, uh, if you want property, you may go out to the barn and get some cows and chickens, but we are people. We are not property. And when the gentleman again demanded his property, the gentleman who, by the way, his name was William Parker, said, Sir, once again, look around downstairs. There are some tables and chairs. That's property, and you may have what you want but we are people. We are not property. And the outcome of this debate over property was, may I ask? Well, sadly, the outcome was that one person ended up dead at the end of this confrontation, and that was the slave owner himself, Edward Gorsuch. And Gorsuch was from? He was from Maryland, Baltimore County. And hence, that's why we are here today to talk about the September the 9th, 2017 open house? That's correct. Uh, We celebrate, this is our third annual celebration of the resistance. Uh, We will have an open house uh, with descendants of those that participated, Quaker and African American alike. And the location? The location is in Christiana. The Bond Machine Company is called now. At that time, we still call it the Zerker Hotel, but it's 11 Green Street in Christiana, Pennsylvania. And I understand that the Zerker Hotel is a part of the National Underground Railroad Network to Freedom? That's correct. Uh, More so because at the end of the event, they brought Gorsuch's body here to hold an inquest. Right here. Here. Right where we're standing. In this room where we are standing. Yes, yes. My, my, my. And up in the third floor of the attic, they held 35 African prisoners. 35. 35. And maybe one or so could have been a descendant of yours? Actually, one was my third great-grandfather, Ezekiel Thompson. Could you uh, enlighten us a little bit about uh, the legacy of Ezekiel Thompson? Ezekiel was from the eastern shore of Maryland showed up in Christiana around 1830. He was called Old Indian Zeke because he was half Indian, half African. Do you know what type of uh, Indian he was? The closest we can find is that he was of the Nanticoke tribe, which was on the eastern shore of okay. Maryland. All right. Uh, he stayed here, raised family here, and became an integral part of the uh, network to help the freedom seekers in this area. And your relative was right here in yes, this building where we was. are standing right yes, now. he was. Yes, he was held and, here. And where is he uh, interred? He is interred uh, just up the hill at the Mount Zion AME Church. Oh, in Ackland. In Ackland. Who isn't buried there? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, it was the only church for African Americans for miles around. It was... Uh, so that explains why there's a... Uh, right. Plethora of uh, USCT and then formerly enslaved exactly. folk buried there. Exactly, exactly. That church was formed in 1814, one of the first in Lancaster County. 
well worth a whole nother episode to talk to the yeah. pastor or some member of that uh, historic church. Uh, in keeping this moving, what, why is it important for us to celebrate this open house on September the 9th, 2017? Because Christiana, the, the stand or the resistance we call in Christiana, was, has been deemed as the first shot fired of the Civil War. It was one of the first major stands against slavery, like Nat Turner, like John Brown. But this happened in this small, little tiny town here, um, where they made this the stand. They they formed intelligently formed a resistance, a plan to resist, not to fight, but just to resist and tell them, we are not going back into slavery. We are human beings. We are not to be deemed property. So, in your mind, could we not consider William Parker uh, a hero, an abolitionist, uh, someone that we should? Admire and not look at with uh, scorn and in, 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 in a negative light? Oh, most assuredly, he is a hero in my eyes. Uh, he himself was formerly enslaved, came from Maryland, made his way to Christiana where he settled, and when told not to participate in the resistance, he spoke to one of the Pownals who were Quakers in the area, and he said, I am in free, and he said, and I will, by my own right arm, assist anyone who's getting their freedom and maintaining their freedom, which he did. I think this story is so important on many levels, and uh, one, because it is considered by many the precursor to the Civil War. Right. Number two, uh, there's so many instances where people of all colors don't understand the complexities of being uh, free, being uh, a fugitive, being uh, uh, viewed as a piece of property. So you get all these... Uh, different scenarios wrapped up in one right here with this Christiana resistance. Also, I think it's important that we begin to get the public to understand that we're not talking about Christiana, Delaware. Oh, We're talking about... Christiana, Pennsylvania. Yes, and also on the 9th, um, I I understand that some uh, USCT might be in full uh, garb. That's correct. The 3rd Regiment United States Color Troops will be coming up from Philadelphia. They will be in full garb. They will bring their tents and other paraphernalia associated with the United States Color Troops. I think that's very exciting, and it's important for, again, educational purposes to understand that there were more regiments than the 54th, that Glory has uh, done a great job of recognizing. We, we need to understand that there were a lot of other colored regiments that did a whole lot to uh, uh, bring victory. Oh, yes, indeed. And a great many of them, as you said, are buried up on the hill at Mount Zion AME. Um, Ezekiel Thompson's son, Miller, was a part of the 3rd United States Colored Troop and as well. And he was your... He was my <laughs> great-great-uncle. Okay. And <laughs> we also have another... Uh, Person, uh, Peter Wood. Peter Wood, yes, he was also, he was one of the youngest men that participated in the resistance. He was only 18 or 19 at the time, but uh, he did join the Union to fight in the Civil War, and he too was buried at Mount Zion. Will the public be able to take pictures with the USCT uh, representatives or? Oh, yes, most certainly. Okay. Uh, Can you tell us, will the library be there, be here, or what other type of groups or people will be? participating in the open house on September the 9th. Okay, we, as I said, we will have many descendants. Uh, we will have a Quaker descendant of Elijah Lewis, who was a part of that and was arrested along with the Africans taken held prisoner in Philadelphia. His ancestors, her descendants rather, will have uh, paraphernalia related to Elijah's imprisonment while he was in Moyamensing prison. 
Nice. Let me hold up for back up for a minute. Mm -hmm. The prison is important. Could you uh, talk about the, the role of the prison for a moment, right. please? Yeah, Moimensing Prison, which is in Philadelphia, um, sadly was torn down in around 1972, but they took all the prisoners there and held them. And this was September. They were there through December. Refused to give them fires for their cell fireplaces. Um, they stayed there for, like I say, those three months. Uh, some of them got ill during their stay there. Uh, Ezekiel Thompson is well known because he often prayed loudly and fervently and stopped people on the street. They would stop and listen to him as he prayed. How powerful is that? That very, very. Isn't there some evidence that there was a log, a record kept of the visitors to... Uh... Yes, that would be the Elijah Lewis, the Quaker that was there. He kept a log of every visitor that came in to see him. And among those names, you had Thaddeus Stevens, who was a congressman at that time. And that's a wonderful segue. Uh, how are you uh, in any way, shape, or form connected to the legacy of Thaddeus Stevens? Well, apart from him defending my great-great-great-grandfather, I portray <laughs> his um, business partner and confidant, Lydia Hamilton Smith. And weather permitting, she will be here. And how long have you been portraying uh, Lydia Hamilton Smith? I have been doing that since 2001. So you're talking roughly 16, 16 years, years you've yes. been in uh, full uh, concert, so to speak, to right. represent this very important, under-recognized yes. black woman. Black woman, businesswoman, yes. Uh, could you give us a couple quick examples of some of the places you've portrayed Lydia over the years? Oh, well, throughout the state of Pennsylvania, I've done her in New York, I've gone to Maryland, I've been in Hagerstown, Maryland, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, I just... And are people fascinated by this uh, woman of color, or what's normally the uh, response you get when you're in full Lydia mode? <laughs> <laughs> well, people are amazed, number one, that I'm dressed in the fashion because they expect any African-American woman to be dressed in rags or very slovenly. Right. Uh, Lydia was one of the wealthiest black women of that time period, owning property. She had property in Gettysburg. She owned six homes in Lancaster, as well as a boarding house in Washington, D.C. Man, if I could go back in time, I think the two of us need to hook up. But that's, that's my kind of woman. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, she was taught by that. She was tutored and financed by Thaddeus Stevens, who was the head of the Ways and Means Committee. What a great story. And what led you to portray this, yet again, under-recognized but very important woman in our history? Well, simply I was drafted, actually. <laughs> we had an event here 2001 commemorating our 150th anniversary, and there was a gentleman here portraying Thaddeus, and he had a woman with him, and I'd never heard of Lydia at that time. So I began to ask questions. I encountered him a month later at another event without Lydia, and I asked what happened. He said, well, she's interested in acting and other things. He said, I think you would do good. And I was like, I know nothing about the woman. And he says, I'll send you what I have. And 16 years later, still you live here. and breathe uh, yes. Lydia Hamilton's I've name. been researching her life, her children, everything. What a great story. All the more reason for people to come on out, bring their friends, bring yes. students, bring any and everybody to the uh, third annual open house at the Zerker Hotel on September the 9th, 2017. And what are the hours? The hours are 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And um, will there be food or any type of... Uh, we are planning to have a food truck Juice, here. water, drink, whatever. Yeah, there'll be big libations. We will have that. 
Okay, and uh, your host, uh, who also runs Nanny Jack and Company, will be curating a mini exhibit. Uh, and in the exhibit, you might see a rare photograph of Rachel Parker. You might see Henry Helen Garnett. But you definitely will see this Copa Day book from 1874. And you were looking through it before the podcast, and what did you discover? Well, I discovered uh, several family names that belong in Christiana, but one in particular, J. Williams Thorne, who was uh, a well-known Underground Railroad station master in this area. How exciting is that? In this ledger that has how many pages? 213 pages, where you see people buying items from uh, uh, the Cope family in Lincoln University Village, and one of them is none other than... That, J. Williams Thorne. I, well, I was very speechless, excited, you know, my hands were waving. Will I, the descendant, will, will Nancy Plumley be intrigued by this? I think she will be very intrigued, very intrigued, as like I said. And we will have a number of other descendants here as well. Uh, the descendants of Joseph Scarlett, who was another Quaker that was involved. Uh, his family will be here. Joseph Jackson, who was also on the list of those. So really, this is a chance for healing. Yes. It's a chance for enlightenment. It's a chance to just dialogue in a wholesome environment about the past, the present, and the future. Yes, Um, indeed. That is really important in light of uh, what is going on today with uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, with all types of white supremacy and neo-Nazi and the the alt movement and so forth. So here we are. Dealing with some of the similar kind of material that activities that took place in the early 1850s. Yeah. Okay. So as as we wrap this uh, podcast up, what would be one exciting thing you would like to share with the public that we don't know? Ah, well, I will share one story that uh, after the event was over, and sadly, Everett Gorsuch, who was the slave owner, was dead. They sent word to his family back in Baltimore that he died. His youngest son, Tom, who was in a boarding home, was very upset because he had actually wanted to come along and his father told him he was too young. So he remained in the boarding house with his roommate. And upon hearing the death of his father, of course, they commiserated together and suppressed their anger and everything else. And then after the trial, which ended uh, just after Thanksgiving, when they found a not guilty verdict. Not guilty. Not guilty. Then that was through the assistance of Thaddeus Stevens. The word got back to them again that no one would be charged with his father's death. And he and his roommate were livid over that fact. Uh, we actually made a trip down to the what was the boarding house and went through their rosters. And we found that his roommate was none other than John Wilkes Booth. What? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Re- rewind the tape. Say yes, th- yes. that last part. You have yes. to share that with us again. <laughs> his roommate, the roommate of young Tom Gorsuch was John Wilkes Booth. And when you said we went down, who's the we and where did you actually go to uncover this information? We were members of the Christiana Society. That you are the... the, the, That I am the president president of of today, yes. We met with the Gorsuch family in Baltimore County and they took us to... It is now a restaurant and I forgive me, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but it is now a restaurant in Baltimore County and they let us look through the ledgers. It's not the Milton Inn, is it? You wouldn't know if I, I keep naming names. No, from, okay, I, I, I couldn't right. remember this. this how, how many years ago was this? This was at least 10 years ago. Okay, now that's a great story. Yes. 
John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth. Did how, how so, did how did the group contain themselves when they were with oh, the we, descendants? We were ecstatic after it got over the shop. Everybody's mouth dropped. Uh, just and then to look at that in the context of history. Right, and as we wrap this up, uh, in one of the books, and we'll post some. Uh, uh, reference books that are tied into the Christiana story, because uh, there's several of them out. Yes. Uh, they show some headstones in Baltimore County of where the Gorsuch family members are, are buried. Right. When you went there maybe 10 years ago, were you able to actually look at the, uh, yes. the grave site? Yes, we went to see the grave site of Dickinson, which was the son that was seriously wounded. Right. They took us also to see the, the grave of the father, Edward which is encased in a stone wall and is by himself. Well, quite a story. You're quite a storyteller. Uh, We look forward to hearing more in the future about the magnificent work you're doing as an interpreter with Lydia Hamilton Smith and when you wear your other garb, (laughs) when you are the president of the 501c3 Christiana Historical Society. And again, I'm your host, Philip J. Merrill, wrapping up An Artifactual Journey with Darlene Cologne at the Zerker Hotel in Christiana. Thank you. Thank you.